You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2021. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 20 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries. She took a break from podcasting this past year, but she is back now better than ever ready to inspire and motivate you. My name is Ava Brandt, and I'm happy to welcome you to my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. Today, we're going to talk about how to keep your professional image and behavior professional. What is the message that you're delivering to your clients? Regardless of what business you're in, maintaining a professional appearance is important. You want to grow your business. You want people to respect your art or your talent or whatever service you're providing. However, many times our behavior can detract clients. And it could be that the message we're putting out there is maybe not in line with the type of business we're trying to promote. So for example, I've been a professional photographer for 22 years. I'm also a busy mom of three. My kids are 16, 18, and 21. And I have to say, I have really good teenagers. I've always wanted to be a mom and I was able to grow my business while having each of my each of my children. Is any of that easy? Of course not. Running a business, I've said a million times, is not easy, nor is being a mother. But I also don't feel like I need to post everything on social media all the time. If I was constantly complaining about lack of time or, you know, the needs of my children and the needs of my business, if you were my listener or my fan or my client, you would probably say, well, Anna, maybe you should scale back. Maybe you shouldn't work as hard. Maybe you shouldn't have had three kids. Maybe you shouldn't be working. You would automatically form some type of opinion, right? Because it's just natural because you would think, oh, this woman must feel overwhelmed. And so maybe she shouldn't be doing all of that. Now, I don't post that because I truly enjoy both of those jobs. It doesn't mean that I don't have hard days as a professional. Of course I do. And it doesn't mean that I don't have challenging days as a mom. Of course I do. But I also don't feel that it's really anyone's business to post a lot of my personal life. I like to keep my personal life private. A couple of weeks ago, I was teaching in Italy and I was sitting next to one of the students and she was asking me if I ever rested or if I ever napped. And I was like, oh my gosh, I actually had a nap the day before I was teaching. I said, oh, I love to nap and sleeping is one of my favorite things. And she looked at me, she's like, no, that's impossible. You're a busy mom and you travel the world and you have a business and um, you must never sleep. And I'm like, well, just because I don't post that I'm napping doesn't mean I don't nap. And ironically, I was telling her my schedule and ironically, I had had a three hour nap just the day before. And I was telling her how much I enjoyed it and how my daughter and I went out and did sunrise photos in Italy and then crawled in our bed in the hotel and slept from eight in the morning until one in the afternoon. And it was one of the best naps I ever had. And I can enjoy those moments with my children and just, you know, having private time, but it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to post it on social media. Now, if you're somebody that's very open and loves to post your your personal life and your business life, and you feel like you have it all together and, and you're posting your kind of life in a positive way, that's fantastic. That's great. I do believe there's good balance. And I do believe that 
you should post about who you are and post photos of yourself and share your family. I think that's part of getting to know who you are as a business owner. But I'm talking about the times that maybe we're not being as professional as we should be. Let's talk about some real world examples. We just wrapped a holiday season. And so this is the season of the mini sessions for photographers. And so let's say that maybe you were a photographer that booked a ton of minis, okay? And you're so happy. You've been promoting them. You've been marketing. All your efforts paid off. And you shot for a week straight and photographed hundreds of families. That's great. But then, then what happens? About a week later or a couple of days later, all of a sudden, your posts turn to endless complaints that you're editing, that you're not giving your kids dinner, that you're still in your pajamas, that you haven't showered, that you're editing till midnight, that you don't have a chance to go Christmas shopping, that editing, editing, editing. You know, the memes that you'll see about photographers being too busy and the house is a mess and you'll start feeding into that and posting those and, you know, talking about the fact that you haven't showered and, you know, I could go on and on. I think you get the point. So what is the message that you're posting? Well, you can say, but Anna, it's, it's real and it's humor and it's fun. And if it is, that's great. But some of the messages that people post are not. Some of them are truly people complaining that they're editing. And when you start seeing the post, you think like, do you like your job? Are you glad that you just did 200 minis and you brought in money to pay the bills? Or are you dreading it? Or what is your message exactly? So wait, two days ago, you were happy and you were promoting and you were marketing and you had all these minis and you couldn't wait. And now you're complaining that you have too much editing to do, that your clients are bothering you all hours of the night and you're never gonna see the light of day. So what kind of message are you sending out? Because a lot of people that are seeing your message could say, well, she should get help. She made all this money during minis. Why doesn't she have someone helping her editing? Why doesn't she have somebody helping her watch her kids? Why doesn't she have someone help her clean the house? Why is she just complaining? And, and they may say, well, I'm not gonna book her next year because I don't wanna add to her workload. I don't want her to miss time with her family. I don't want her to you know, not enjoy her job. Some of your clients may be watching your posts thinking, well, I'm just, I'm a paying client. I'm just waiting on the images that you promised. And now I'm going to feel bad that you're editing all night. So it's kind of a mixed message. If you're so busy and you're going to, you know, commit to mini sessions that as a business owner, you need to do what it takes to finish the cycle of that. I have somebody who helps me edit. I have a housekeeper at my home that helps me keep my house clean and helps clean my laundry. I delegate as many tasks that I can so that I don't feel so, you know, completely overwhelmed that I can't handle the job that I sold. That's part of being a business owner. I'm not going to go and do 300 minis and then go on social media and be like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm never going to be able to get the house clean. I'm never going to be able to wrap my Christmas gifts because I just did all of this and now all of my clients want these photos edited like tomorrow because that is certainly not gonna attract more clients. Instead, I quietly do the things that I need to do to try to get the editing done and get the images out there as fast as humanly possible. Do I feel the pressure? Of course, I want all these images to be edited and delivered to my clients immediately. So every business owner wants to do that, but I'm certainly not gonna project any stress or feelings that I have in social media because my job as a business owner is to get the help that I need to complete the task that I've started. 
Does that make sense? Let's talk about some other examples. I see photographers, we're going to talk about photography because that's what I do. And I think that's most relatable. But I think a lot of what I'm saying can really go to any job if you're, you know, because every job has their peak seasons, right? So for example, my dad was an accountant and I remember during year end tax season, he was crazy busy seven days a week. And my dad normally would not work on Sundays. He definitely never went to the office, but there were some Sundays where the files were on the kitchen table. So, you know, it was peak season. It was tax season. My dad never complained, ever. And he was an accountant my whole life. And we just knew when it was busy tax season, my dad was going to be in his office. He had a home office. And then he had two other offices that he was going to be in one of those three offices seven days a week till tax season was done. And that was part of the job. He did his job. He did it well. And he never came home and complained. Now, obviously, social media wasn't happening, but I don't ever remember him coming home and complaining. I remember him being busy and I remember tax time and I remember the amount of work he would have to do to complete the taxes, but I never heard him complain. He loved his job and he had a very long career and that career raised our family. And so I definitely learned about that. My mom would talk about the things that she had to do, but I wouldn't really hear her complaint. You know, she became an ordained minister. And so every Sunday she would have to put on a sermon. Well, in between that, she was a couple's counselor. She would marry people. She would bury people. She had a million jobs in between. And so I would hear, I would hear her say, oh, I need to write the sermon or, oh, I need to write the funeral. Oh, I need to do this. I need that. I would hear her talk out loud. But I would never hear her say, oh my gosh, I can't believe there's another funeral or oh my goodness, I can't believe I have to preach again on a Sunday. I never heard those words out of my mom's mouth. So I was raised by two people that loved their craft. They loved their job. There were peaks and valleys and times where they were super busy, but I didn't hear them complain about it in a negative way that would make anyone say, well, maybe you should do something else. That's what I'm talking about. Think about the example that you're setting for your children. You know, even in my busiest time, sometimes I'll come home and I'll be like, I literally cannot feel my body and I'm just gonna crawl in bed. And my kids will be like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. And I'll be like, no, it's good. I love my job. I shot eight, nine, 10 straight hours, but I love it. I mean, how can I complain about this job? It could be the roughest day on earth. It could challenge me to whole new levels. There's nothing I would rather do. And so when I come home and if I'm tired or exhausted, I have to be careful of the message that I'm saying to my children. Because if I came home and I was like, oh, I can't believe I had to shoot another 10 hours. I can't believe another person had to hire me to photograph their newborn. Oh, they would be like, um, mom, do you like your job? Because you don't have to do it, right? I mean, come on. And I, so I don't do that, nor do I take that to social media. It doesn't mean I don't have a lot of editing. It doesn't mean sometimes I literally can't feel my body. It just means that this is my job. And there are some days where I'm super tired, but I'm super motivated and I love what I do. And so the message that I portray to the world, I want it to be positive. I want it to be strong. I want it to be encouraging. Can you be a successful businesswoman? Yes. Can you raise amazing children? Yes, you can do it. Does that mean it's roses every second of the day? No. Does that mean I need to tell you every single thing that's happening throughout the day? Every time I nap, every time I argue with my children, every time I have to do laundry, every time I have to feed the dogs? No, no, not at all. 
And so I think that your message to your clients, to your family has to be deliberate because too often we get overwhelmed and then we just kind of open our mouth and just let things roll off. And then later we kind of regret it, right? Later we're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have complained on social media. Let me delete that post. And then you go to delete the post only to realize that someone else screenshot it. Has that ever happened to you? A couple of times this year, I've seen photographers post complaints about their clients on social media. Whether it was in a private group or on a private page, they think nobody is seeing it, only to find that someone else screenshot it and sent it to their client. Has that ever happened to you? I hope not. I hope it never happens to you. And if it did happen to you, I hope it was a lesson well learned. We think that things are private. I hear that all the time. Oh, but it's my private page. Nobody can see it. Yes, they can. Oh, it's this private group that I'm in. No one will see it. Yes, they can. Oh, it's, it's, it's not a published page. If you're posting something on the computer, whether it's your laptop, your desktop, the internet, your phone, let me tell you, someone can see it. And so like I tell my children, you have to make sure that the photos, the written word, whatever you're putting out there, that you stand behind it and you're not going to be worried that it's going to come back to haunt you. We've all seen it happen to celebrities and average people, and we've all seen it happen time and time again, and it's a painful lesson to learn. Let's talk about clients that are late. This is very common in social media. You see people post, how long do I wait for my client to show up? My client's 15 minutes late, 30 minutes late, 45 minutes late. Oh my goodness. And it starts out, you know, calm, and then it turns into a panic. And then what happens is it's like moths to a flame, right? People come to this post. Oh my gosh, you should charge her. Don't, don't let her in. Lock the door. Tell her her deposit's not, not valid. And the, the, some of the responses I've seen are atrocious. First of all, imagine you're a mom and you've got three kids and a newborn and you're trying to get to your photography session. Have you ever tried to take four kids out and get somewhere on time? It's super challenging. I remember with my first, I was always on time. With my second, I'd be like, mm, I might be a little late. With my third, I'd be like, oh my, I'll get there, but it might not be immediately. That doesn't mean I was late all the time, but it, it certainly wasn't easy. I remember at one point when all three of my kids would say they were completely ready, it's still 20 minutes to get to the car. So almost every day, what you'll see in my studio is a client will go, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm late. And sometimes I'll joke with them, but I'm always like, you know what? I don't even know what time it is. It's, it's we have a buffer, we have time, we're good. Now, there are some exceptions to the rule. Sometimes a client is really, really late and I've got to go on location or I've got to go somewhere else and I don't have that much room for error. I may say to the client, you know what? We're really running late. I know you were late. I get it, but that means that we may have to cut something short. I think you can, you know, have a conversation with them and figure out how you can adjust the time. Just like if I was going to a hair salon and I'm going to be an hour late, most hair salons, they book on the hour or two. I may miss my appointment. Or she may say, you know what? I don't think we're going to be able to do a cut and a die. You may only have to get one. And I would I'd be like, okay, I get that. You know, it happens to all of us, but I'm pretty sure you don't want your hairdresser going to social media complaining about the fact that you were late, right? And I think that we need compassion for our clients. And if you don't see them and they're really running behind, give them a call, make sure they're okay, make sure they're not in an accident, you know, see if they need anything, help them out from their car. But don't go to social media and blast about it. 
Because then you've got to be aware of the bully effect, right? Where if you post something that somebody did, a lot of people will just come on and they'll just start attacking and portraying their negative views. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like you're bullying on this client or a friend or a family member. And, and you, don't, you don't want that. You know, pick up the phone, talk to someone. Remember those, those times that we used to do that before social media? Be a little bit more compassionate and understanding. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have rules and guidelines and, you know, no shows are obviously no good for any business. That's why you should take a deposit. You know, my clients take a deposit and during the busy season, they, they pay up front, especially if it's for a holiday session, they have to pay before booking. And so you have to have rules and guidelines and make sure that it's understood. And then you also have to let your client know what happens if they're late, what happens if their child is sick, especially now with COVID, you don't want people just showing up sick because they're afraid to lose their deposit. So you need some type of a COVID clause and you need to communicate with your client. But I urge you and beg you to not air your dirty laundry on social media and to not portray so much negative out there because it goes back to your professional life. And what message do you want to put out there? Not everybody needs to know everything. So just be super careful. You know, I see photographers, not just photographers, but other businesses in general, and they'll just be like, I'm booked, I'm booked, that's it, I'm booked. I can't take any more clients for the next year. And so people are like, wow, that, that person must be really busy. Now, what you don't know is that person's only maybe taking two bookings a week. So maybe they truly are booked. They're not taking any more bookings that week. And that's their desire to do that. That's fine. You won't hear me post that unless it's for a particular session like Santa. There's times that we're booked and you'll see me say we are booked. And then my clients will say, please, please, please. And then I'll call Santa and say, Santa, we need you for one or two more days. And I can do that only so many more times before Santa tells me he's got to go to the North Pole and we're done. And then I say, okay, we're, we're officially booked. And there are times, especially this season, where I had to say I just didn't have any more room for newborns. But generally, I like to keep options open and I like to keep my booking and my availability confidential to my clients. You know, we have studio hours, usually 10 to 5, Tuesday through Friday. Does that mean I never take a booking on the weekend? Of course I do. But our, book, our weekend bookings are usually a month in advance. Does that not mean I don't travel to clients? I do. But those have to be scheduled way in advance. And I'm very careful about my schedule and what I portray out to the world and what my availability is. I can't just say I'm available all the time because I don't want to be doing a newborn shoot on Christmas day. Some people do. And I think that's great, but be careful of shutting yourself off to new opportunities. If you're constantly portraying the messages out there that you're overwhelmed, that you're booked, that there's no more room, that there's no more time, people will stop booking you. And the next thing you know, you'll be sitting in your studio alone going, how come no one's calling me? Well, because you pushed them all away. You told them you were busy. You told them you were unavailable. You told them you were overwhelmed. You told them you were booked. So guess what? They left you alone. So again, it goes back to what message do you want to portray? You can take control of your business, but that means you need to take control of your business. And so you're going to say, well, Anna, these clients, they call me all hours of the night, 11 o'clock at night, seven o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to make dinner. I'm trying to take a nap and they're texting my cell phone. Well, I've talked about this before. You should have a business phone and then a personal phone. But how are you communicating with your client? Are you texting them all the time to book? Are you texting them about their session? 
And if so, then when they're texting you about the order, you can't get upset with them because you've taught them to communicate with you that way, right? Or you say, we have studio hours. This is our studio phone number and we're available during these hours and these times. And this is when you can get a hold of us. That way, when your client does leave you a message at four in the morning, they're not expecting a call back because they know what your guidelines are. Very few people have my cell phone number and many times it's because we've gone on location. And then I let my client know, please call the studio during business hours because your file's at the studio and I can't handle the file right now. And they respect that and they're super kind about it. But I have tons of photographers that I mentor that complain that people are messaging them all throughout the night. But those same photographers are the ones that handled all of the booking, all of the scheduling, all of the sales via text. So your client assumes that that's your preferred method of communication. So then you can't complain that your client's texting you because you didn't set any boundaries. So setting your boundaries for the amount of time you're working, the days you're working, what your availability is, the method of communication, need to be clear. Letting the world know what your availability is, the love that you have for the craft of your job is great. But then also days later, sending a message of you're overwhelmed, you're tired, you're overworked, you can't edit that fast is kind of sending a confused mixed message. And so maybe just think before you post. And at the end of the day, it's better to just call a girlfriend or talk to your partner or talk to another photographer and talk offline and say, you know what? I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. What, you know, get advice, get a coach, you know, have private mentor circles and find those ways to kind of alleviate the stress, learn how to manage your business so that when you are posting about your business, It's posted in a positive way that attracts clients for the next season. Because if all you're doing is saying you're overwhelmed by this season, next season might not be so great because everybody doesn't want to bother you. Does that make sense? I hope that you understand that I'm not saying you can't share who you are. You can. Sharing who we are, sharing the things we like, sharing our families is is all part of, of this world that we live in. What I'm saying is be careful of the messages that you're putting out there. And if you want to run a professional business, then that means your behavior, your image, your words, your actions should all be in line with professional behavior. And hopefully that will in turn attract clients that would be with you for a long, long journey and career ahead. My name is Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.